Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good evening. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, tweens, teens, and all others. First and foremost, giving honor to my maker for life, good health and strength, and second, honoring my ancestors, for they paved the way for me so that I could be where I am right now, in a good place in my life. Although there's much change, and we know that change is inevitable, I am grateful for every blessing that I have received and I am yet in waiting to receive. I want to also acknowledge all of the supporters who are supporting this show's broadcast weekly. You are the wind beneath the exceptional Scribble Show's wings. I am very thankful and I am grateful that I have your support and I will continue to do my best to sustain it. And in so doing, we are partners. Yes, you, when you call in or when you join me in the chat, it is your participation by which the show is rated weekly. So I do ask that you continue to call in and I'm gonna provide that information now to participate. Keep in mind, this is a community call based broadcast network. So our show is being rated based on the call in numbers. And I do speak that they are going to increase. I want to thank everyone that is of course a lot of you are driving or you are on your J-O-B-S's and or you are shelter in place because we know there's a social distancing regulation mandate now. So I do want to speak Safety to all who are traveling, if you're traveling. And for those that are homebound, all the best as you are in this time experiencing transition, so am I. My uh, work from home from my day job just began on today. It was quite an experience, but now I have a schedule on what I'm doing. I'm reporting in just as if I would do if I was on the job at the workplace. 
I'm reporting in to my supervisor, asking questions if necessary, and just informing of the things that are getting done. What I can say is, thankfully, <clears throat> with the regulation of social distancing that it's, this global pandemic is happening now during a time where technology is so advanced. And we have modes and mediums for communication that surpass the need for actually being physically present to get things done as for work being fulfilled. We all have a job, we all have assignments. And fortunately, due to the internet, intranet and the wide world of the web, we are able to communicate fast, tracking information from one end of the planet to the other, and we are able to successfully achieve, even by way of video cam, if need be, Skype and other um, accesses as for social media mediums for videography, we are able to record ourselves and be viewed and interact or communicate with each other by way of video. And thankfully, we have satellites that are functioning and working properly, which are important for such to occur. So with that being said, let us count our blessings. A lot of times we spend too much time focusing on the negative and not enough time accentuating the positive. Let's accentuate the positive, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, tweens and teens and all others. This is a time where we can reconnect with our families and our circle of friends. We can spend more time in each other's presence, holding hands, looking in each other's eyes and talking and hearing each other's hearts absence of a lot of the distractions due to us being in different locations due to our jobs and the various demands placed on us because of our employments. So let us take full advantage of this opportunity to bond with those that are loved ones, with those that are close to us, let us bond and be bound heart to heart and soul to soul. Let us not let this moment or opportunity in this time and era that we're in pass us by where we can take full advantage of it to do good, to promote what is just, to promote what is justifiably goodness to be humane again. And that's what this is all about. We have a chance to make what's wrong right. And we ought to, listen, we just ought to take full advantage of the opportunity and let's make what's wrong right. Again, it's never too late to fix what's broke. It's never too late to make amends 
begin a new trend, acknowledge what went wrong, do things better, and change the course that we're on. It's not too late. And for those that are sincere, you will take full advantage of this moment in time and be that trailblazer and that pioneer and that community builder and that reconciler within your family circle. Because if we can, and yes, we can, if we can do better, we must. It's no longer a tomorrow. Let's 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 get this done. Let's let's fix what's in need of fixing. No, it's today. We're gonna get things done because we know how. We know how, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends family, frenemies, and foes. We know how to get from good to better days and from better days to our best golden years. We can do this. And it begins with us acknowledging, yes, I know I was wrong. I know I went wrong but I'm willing now to get back on track. Why? Because you matter. We are our brother and sister's keeper and we need to begin to say it and do the necessary activities to affirm it. Repeat after me, I am my brother, and my sister's keeper. If you said that with conviction, it wasn't a repetitious vain saying. It was a truth. It was a honorary emblem. It will be remembered for eons because the universe heard it and the winds have carried it upon its wings and the divine council. I'm speaking of the heavens and those powers that be and the great one, the creator, the divine heard it. And so you have started, you have started a new beginning. This is your new day. The year of Jubilee for you. All you need to do from here is be consistent. Don't let it stop right now in this moment. Carry it on. Continue, let the fire burn. It's a purification and it's a process. You are in the fire to be refined. 
Refinement is a process. It's not overnight success. It takes days, weeks, years, months, and you have to be willing. The more yielded or willing you are for the change, the, the sooner the change will manifest. Sometimes we're waiting and waiting and contemplating and deliberating because we're resistant. We're resisting a change that needs to manifest within us. We are the first to experience the change. It happens within first, and then it affects the outward. All others surrounding us are impacted by the change. I want to acknowledge all of the roots. My grandparents, great-grandparents, great-great-grandparents, and my parents. My upbringing molded and formed me for this moment in time. I cannot be selfish. I was taught to be a community helper and that yes, it takes a village to raise a child. If you want the child to be raised well and right, we need to remember those who are planted in our lives as the village. That was a divine appointment and they know it and you know it. We need to reverence and respect them and regard them as such. For too long, we have gone against the tide and we thought our going against the tide was justified. Well, it's not. When we go against the tide, remember nature, that which is natural, that is an order. We are in disorder or rebellion. And we need to be honest with in ourselves, we are being rebellious a lot, too much. There's a time to rebel and there's a time to stop rebelling. And it's time for us now to look up and within. There's a higher consciousness awaiting us. We can redeem ourselves, it's not too late. And yes, everyone, we do have a redeemer. We need to accept that truth in our souls and in, and in so doing, we open our hearts to change. I wanna encourage everyone, if you have not yet read the book entitled Before the Mayflower, it's time for you to do it by Jerome Bennett. It's time for you to do it. It's vintage history recorded. It's much truth. It's an actual account and, and, and a narrative and a variety of resources and sources were used for the reference materials assigned within the book. The text is heralded by most authorities 
whom are historians. We need to know our past, the reason why we're constantly repetitious in doing what's wrong is because we have not fully committed ourselves to not just knowing the past, but promoting a better tomorrow or future. We've got to start doing things better. There's no better time than right now. No better time. We have struggled for a long time and we need no longer struggle. We need to take our roles in society as well as in the universe more seriously. If we want a better day, it starts and begins with us. It ends with us. We can get a lot more accomplished united as a front than we could ever achieve or, or experience divided. And so I plead to everyone, and I do this out of a sincere soul and a clean heart. We don't celebrate women enough in this country and the role of our women. March is National Women's History Month here in North America. And so in honor of that, tonight's episode, which marks a new century of episodes, we have moved from the 200th series to now what is called the 300th episode. And I am just blissful learning this. Tonight's episode on Tuesday, March 17th, year 2020, is episode 300 of the Exceptional Scribble Show. And I will be sharing some fondly interesting facts about that number. Because a lot of times we think, oh, it's just another number. 300 has significance. And I'm gonna start off with a biblical meaning. Here it is. And this is a really, really great and good resource. Numbers in the Bible, for those that are our students of the Bible, and we have many that tune in. And then we have those that are just of our faith-based communities and they read a variety of books that are sacred texts. And then we have those that are of our spiritual community that read sacred texts. So here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna share with you some information 
from the biblical standpoint first, and it's about that number 300. Why? Because tonight, the Exceptional Scribble Show is experiencing her, it, whatever you want to refer to, this amazing creative force and energy as, but the Exceptional Scribble Show is experiencing its 300th birthday. <laughs> 300 episodes. It's been a long, long time coming and a fun ride. It's been fun. I'm serious, serious when I say that. It's been fun, but it's also been a journey. I mean, I'm learning something new each night. You're teaching me something new. I'm teaching someone else. Someone else is calling in and teaching everyone. My co-host teaches me a lot of things. I, in turn, pour into her and teach her something that I've learned. We're in this together. You make this show what it is. I make this show what it is. And with us working as a team, this show continues. And it has been a resourceful forum for many, especially our target audience, whom we service passionately. And I'm referring to our indie independent artists, those who are starving and struggling, as well as those who are out here knowing their purpose and just needing to boost the confidence level to just go out there and get it done. You know how to. You've written it out. You have the plan or the blueprint. Now it's time for you to just believe in yourself and execute. Well, this show was designed with you in mind. <clears throat> I don't want you to become despondent or discouraged because of the social distancing mandate. I know in the state of Pennsylvania, our governor has asserted such um, as far as dining in. You cannot, but you can take out an order. So, and this is definitely, I'm going through with the sinus post nasal drip. So, for me, it's been challenging today, but. I have what I need. I'm going the natural path, homeopathic. And what needs to happen is happening. <clears throat> what I would like to say is 300, the number, is significant. And I'm going to start off with the biblical meanings coming from a biblical standpoint. Numbers in the Bible are symbolic. The number 300 indicates divine deliverance, supernatural deliverance that is absolute. It shows that such divine deliverance is always victorious in conflict. This number is often found closely associated with the number three, 
and it appears many times in scripture. And again, that is the biblical meaning. And yes, the biblical standpoint of what the number 300 means or symbolizes. <clears throat> now we're moving from that to what does 300 mean spiritually? So now it's not just about <clears throat> what the Bible alone has to state or declare concerning such a number. But now it's a collective spirituality in its full context. And what just, what beyond just the Bible, <clears throat> what the number 300 is saying spiritually from other sacred texts as well. What does 300 mean spiritually? And I want you to think about what numbers make up 300. You have the number three, right? At the forefront. And then you have two what? Zeros. Okay? <clears throat> so let's figure this thing out. That's significant. Double zeros on the end. Three at the beginning. A lot of people, when you say the number three, Trinity comes in mind, right? Trinity comes in mind. We're talking about spirituality or, or the Bible. So what does 300 mean spiritually? As a combination of all these influences, the number 300 symbolizes the development of your spirituality, freedom, creativity, infinity wholeness, closures, and new beginnings. Something which I stated at the very beginning of this broadcast, since we've been on the air together. Here's more definition for what the number 300 means spiritually. It means growth, freedom, and happiness. Oh my, I want you to take a moment, pause for one second, and I want you to breathe in. Inhale through your nose. Exhale from your mouth. One more time. Inhale through your nose. Exhale from your mouth. And one last time. Inhale through your nose and exhale from your mouth. You just affirmed by way of action, not words. That was three times. Inhale, exhale. You just affirmed, I with every breath believe and know what was said, I affirm it to be the truth. And because you were willing to do that, which is faith and practice, and it's also knowledge executed and wisdom 
confirmed and understanding, understanding, overstanding declared, you have just received the promise and you received it internally. Meaning not only did you hear it, you did affirm it to be truth. Let us remember our actions after we've heard our confirmation. And this is in the spirit I say this. Our actions, what we do next does matter. Because if you act upon what you hear and it was divinely spoken, you graduate, you ascend, you overcome. And there will be increase. Multiplying, there will be increase. Multiples of blessings. So let's begin. Let's reaffirm, reassert, let's return to the base, okay? Everything that's alive, everything that's living or breathing has a base, it has a base. Let's return to our base. And back again to defining the number 300. We started off with a biblical meaning and we advanced forward from that to a spiritual meaning and there's more what does 300 mean <clears throat> now we're going to just the basic meaning as for english the english dictionary standard Definition for 300, 300 being 100 more than 200, CCC, 300, cardinal being or denoting a numerical quantity, but not order. And we're talking about cardinal numbers. Now we're going to grab the tape from that and build on the biblical meaning and the spiritual meaning. What does, <clears throat> how many did Gideon's 300 fight? Now, there's this legendary tale in the Bible about an army, a few good men. Gideon's men started off larger in number, but he wanted warriors who could fight and win. And he was instructed that when the men went to drink from a brook or a river or a stream, if they lacked <clears throat> a certain kind of way, which is similar to what dogs do, but you're watching and you're drinking, that those were the men to select. So the numbers went from thousands to 300, a few good men. And again, that number 300. A lot of times we're at that point 
It's called a turning point. And I really know this, even for this show. We're at our turning point. We've reached our 300th episode. It's a turning point for us. Because where we're going next is deeper, higher, and we're definitely in hyperspeed moving forward. We already have announced that we have an opportunity to start our video branch of the show. So we're not just going to have the audio, which is of course the radio. Talkshoe.com has been the server that we've been on. And we have an opportunity now to also extend to a televised programming network. And we're looking forward to that. I will be sharing that information soon on an upcoming show in April. And we will see things happening soon following. So I do want to prepare you for that. We're not giving up our radio broadcast. We're going to continue to come to you on the air weekly on Tuesday nights, terrific Tuesdays. And I'm going to share the call-in information again because I want you to call in. It's now that time. We're at 8.40 and we started a little later. It's about 8.10. We had about an eight-minute delay the first uh, time when I had uh, asserted to initiate the start of the recording, we did encounter some technical difficulties. So I do apologize to anyone. If you were on time and you realized, wow, they're not on yet, what's going on? We had a technical difficulty. And by divine intervention, <laughs> whatever the human error was, it was resolved and we were able to resume tonight's broadcast. So I want to thank everybody. Yay, 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 yay. Thank you for your support. Thank you for not giving up and, and thinking, oh, we're not coming on. Yes, we're on and we're going to be on till 11. But sometimes there will be challenges. You will face adversity. Don't quit. Don't give up. If we stop at our first broadcast, oh my, we would never have had this experience right now. I want to welcome the caller who has just called in. Welcome. Greetings. Greetings, Francine. Virgin oh, Islands. Yes, yes. Welcome. And to all my sisters, my brothers, and the Virgin Islands, greetings. We are um, <clears throat> in the state of Pennsylvania on the East Coast, which is the Northeast, known as the Eastern Shore of North America. We're very close to the water. <laughs> um, we have Delaware as a neighbor state, we have New York, we have New Jersey, and they're even closer to the water. They're right on the shore. So we're neighbor mm. to them. Um, mm. We're experiencing today uh, what's called 
social distancing because of the, the coronavirus. So a lot of us have had to work from home. We, we no longer go to the workplace. We do all of our work by way of the internet online. And a lot of us, when we're out and about, of course, a lot of the restaurants or the, the places that you go to eat that have tables and chairs, now there are no tables and chairs. And we have been instructed by the governor that if we're going to eat out, that we have to order and take out, meaning there's no more dining in at restaurants right. or cafes, which is so odd because it's a city. We're a metropolitan city. So most people, whether they are from this city or visiting, they're used to being able to come and hang out, lounge and talk over a cup of coffee, tea. All of that has discontinued. So it's a really strange experience for most of us. But the positive part is most people are now in the home with their family and able to reconnect and bond. So it has its advantages. It does have its advantages and we wanna highlight that. <laughs> so how are things on the island of St. Croix, Skyski, and all that are tuned in with us? Well, since we have the outbreak here, the schools are not going to be closed for three weeks. And they're oh, going to okay. have a curfew. And they have a curfew imposed by the federal, right, federal right. government. Oh, my. So we are in the same boat then. We're just on different locations, but we're definitely experiencing the same thing. Our schools have closed as well, effective immediately. It started on Monday. Um, so they're not returning back until two weeks. It's expected by that time that the outbreak should have minimized, but we don't know. You know, it's one of these things you have to take it one week as well as one day at a, at a time. We're hoping for the best, but thanks, you know, thanks to modern technology, the internet is a way that uh, the children are still able to be educated, receive assignments from their teachers. So there's a lot of uh, positive results because of the internet. Um, it is being used as a tool to make things accessible uh, for those who, of course, have that restraint where they have to stay in, in the home right now. So, all viruses are artificial. Humans created a wicked person. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I spoke to someone on those lines. I said, now, if it was natural, nature heals itself, yep. and there's a cure. You know, there's a cure for it if it's natural, of a natural origin. There's a cure. Well. If you if you adhere to the principles of the Almighty and eat well and exercise daily and and, and mm -hmm. boost your immune system, this shall not um, harm you. Mm -hmm. The Almighty gave you life, and no wicked man is going to take us from anyone. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, whoever is responsible for making this a pandemic, a global pandemic, they're going to pay 
you know, judgment day, they're going to pay. I just feel bad because so many are dying. And um, unfortunately, they're saying there's not enough uh, test centers yet or enough um, vaccine to test. Like a doctor has to refer a person mm. for test. A person can't just. Water. Yeah. Drink, mm. water. drink water normally and eat well and stop eating a mm -hmm. bunch of fast food and, and lower their nutritional plan. Then this this shall not affect you. Yes, yes, I believe I affirm it to be truth as well, and I definitely want to tell everyone what Skysky just shared is a fact. Even the medical experts are saying you have to drink the water because that will flush it out. Um, it can't stay in your body system long if you're drinking and eating the right things um we just have to keep that in mind um i i was sorry to hear about there's a nba player first they mentioned it was just one now i think there's two or three that have it i did hear about the actors uh, tom hanks and his wife and they're being treated um also idris alba was just tested and uh, he's positive. Um, this it, it's just terrible. I, I don't know what to say other than, you know, we really. Eat good. I'm sorry. Tell him to eat good food, man. Juice to juice. You don't have to chew the food. Just juice it. Juice mm. natural things <laughs> until they get better. Yeah, what we have. Think? Who did you were saying, honey? Tom Hanks? Yes, Tom Hanks, his wife, tested positive. They were in Australia, and they started um, getting treated there. One thing I do know about Australia, there's the um, Aborigines there who mm -hmm. uh, they use all-natural medicines. Mm -hmm. They do have a very, very... Um, strong population of aborigines there and they believe in the natural you know like the natural root dandelion the bark all of those things are going to heal the body good for the lungs eucalyptus breathing mark. that in mark to mark on the earth yeah oh yeah we have to get back to nature and doing things the natural way to heal our bodies. There's a lot of contamination and chemicals um, in the air, the water. We just have to get back to doing things the natural way so we can heal. People gonna learn from this. Oh yeah, this is definitely teaching. It's a teachable moment for the whole planet. <laughs> I mean, this thing is everywhere. And um, there's not even you, you, the, the farmers markets, the local organic markets. People need to um, patronize that. Instead oh yeah. Of, yeah. But the, the farm.
And we have a lot of, there's a lot of um, all natural produce markets that are whole, they sell wholesale, everything wholesale from the ginger root. I went, I made mm-hmm. sure I had my ginger root. Um, I, I got my dates. I got my um, blackstrap molasses. Um, I got all of my vegetables, like my peppers, uh, all of that good stuff. Yeah, turmeric. Yeah, my turmeric. I got that. Um, echinacea. You know, you just have to go to the right places and get it raw in its organic state. And we have a lot of um, Caribbean and African and um, Indian uh, wholesale produce markets where I live. So it's easy to get the good stuff. Um, And I just found out, I want to share this from my um, Indian friend, the name of it. Uh, But it's, it's really good stuff. And along with turmeric, I think it's called mm-hmm. G G H. Uh, let me see. Thailand. I think it's. Um, no, no, no. They're from India, Delhi, India. Mm. And yeah. um, they were sharing this particular um, herb. And it's a spice, but it kills infection. And what I did learn about the Corona viruses, it attacks your lungs. So if you are, if your lungs are healthy, then your lungs will be able to fight better. Could could I interject for a minute? Sure. A very good herb for lungs is muslin. M-U-S-L-I-N, I think, muslin. Okay. I think muslin, yeah, that's good. But when you make it as a tea, you have to strain it proper because it's small fiber and you're going to make you cough. So, but muslin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good for you. I just, yeah, let me... Very good for your lungs. And if you smoke or stinging nettle, good for you. Stinging nettle, yes. Yes. Good for your lungs. Yeah. And um, I know dandelion root um, in the Mm -hmm. bark is also good to make tea from it. But we Mm -hmm. really have to... Those are the things we have to have right now because it's biochemical warfare going on. Um, And we've got to know how to fight to live now, how to to stay alive. I don't know, like, if you guys, I know in America it grows wild too, dandelion and all these things, but sometimes it's good to instead of making, like, and applying heat, it's good to juice them. And sometimes, you know, it's not good to cook, you know, all the time. You know, you need lime mm-hmm. enzymes in your body. Yeah. Juice. Oh, yeah. Juice we use it also. The dandelion is used on solid. You know, you eat it in this raw state. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I do agree with that. Sometimes we're over cooking or we're cooking things that we should be eating raw. Mm -hmm, it's not good. Yeah, that's not a good thing. You can juice, you can juice it. Just like with celery, you can juice it. Um, cucumbers, Parsley. you can juice them. Mm -hmm. And you can make just, a tonic. Just add, just add whatever food taste you want. Like if you make juice, add it to the mm -hmm. mix. And even if you want the protein that you can, and fit whatever, right. and just put it in the blood. Drink it regardless now, well, of the taste, man. Yeah, well, a lot of us do, we add the protein like whey um, or like a uh, peanut powder uh, to the yes. to the mix, you know, and make a smoothie from it. And it's yes. just fruit, a uh, little nut, mm -hmm. and, uh, mm -hmm. and mango. Um, it's very popular here doing the mango uh, juices as well and then coconut we love that we we do our smoothies mostly with coconut milk <laughs> yeah a staple food in the caribbean mm -hmm. we, we try and encourage people to do that more get and and to uh rid themselves of that soda and all of those types of drinks that are they they have a lot of sodium and the bad sugar in them the sugar that's not good and the um, bad salt right yeah that sucrose sucralose and all of those sweeteners that they literally deteriorate deteriorate your bone and deplete it of calcium and vitamin d isn't it, so, isn't it yeah kind of crazy and counterproductive that they sell things that many people like sweet stuff, but because of this, mm -hmm. they add it's destructive and 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 would further um, make the medical industry more, more rich. You know, it makes that, it that people make, keep the people sick. You check. I, I don't <laughs> understand America or or any nation that that doesn't love their people. Right. You know, it, 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 they should have mandates and order in, in which to restrict certain things that are going to cause their people who represent them. But instead, they run up for money and vanity and give people these stinking viruses and, 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 and they can make it seem like it's nothing other than political. Yeah, and, and I just think it's horrible. Now, China, where they say no. it originated, right now, their numbers are going down. You hear that? You hear yeah. that? Yeah. You know what? To be honest with you, the the whole the, the stress factor is going to kill more people than the virus. I do agree with you. Yeah, that's why it is their objective. People are going to stress that especially the elderly. Elderly can't look out for themselves. Uh -huh. They're going to be stressed out noise. If, if every year is not one thing or the other, and, and and more and more their their medical industry is getting inflated and, 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 and more unattainable. It's pure chaos that they try to inflict on their own people, America. Yes. It's and, and that's what it is. It's a fear um fear mongering is is killing a lot of people right now. Because they are 
just believing the worst case scenario is going to happen. Yeah, man. And Why they don't even know anybody that has it. Any minute you walk down the street, you could get a uh-huh. bullet in your head. You think anybody got to worry about any stupid virus? We have to walk every day and take care of our family. That's so Whatever they want us to do. We wash our hands and eat well. And we gonna move still. Whatever, whatever the consequence. If it is to be, it is to be. The Almighty of our daddy. God created us. Yeah, it's, it's, give and take life. Yeah, right. You know, people dead in Africa every day and here in the Caribbean. You think anybody worrying about no stupid virus? And see, this is the problem. People fear what they don't even see and what they don't even experience. I mean, for most of us, do we know anybody that has a virus? Like, can we say, oh, that's Mary down the street from me? Oh, that's no, and that's what someone asked me. They said, Do you know anybody personally that? They said, Well, honestly, don't overreact to this. And that's the way they put it. Well, you overreact. Celebrities have it so they could in- inflict the emotions and make them think so. The big, the right, big that's what I, I'm you know, Yeah. So now we finding out, and then now Kevin Durant, who is a NBA star player, and he's very mm-hmm. young, and he does a lot to help the young people. He's actually giving mm-hmm. back to the community. He's like another Kobe Bryant, I guess you could say in a sense, but he's much younger than Kobe, and he hasn't been in sports. Um, for that long, Kobe was, right? So it was just announced on the news that he tested and he tested positive. So when you test positive for like 14 days, you're quarantined. And mm. my my thoughts about this is, this is someone that's out there doing something positive for his community and the young people. And most of the young people who they come from families that are low income, so they don't have the mm-hmm. opportunity like a lot of other children who come from families that, you know, are affluent to the families in the suburbs, mm-hmm. they call it. So I'm like, wow. So this is a hard hit because this is somebody that was really, they came up hard. Healthy. They came up single parent, um, raised that. home. And you know, you're it's just you're it's over a sad Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm really praying for him energy, um, his direction that he will not get any worse, that it will just run his course and leave out his system and he'll be fine. He'll be able to, you know, return to things as business as usual because he's somebody that's out there doing positive things in his community not a problem um he's all about helping. yeah so that's what i'm you know. 
I'm hoping I'm hoping for the best. That's that's and believing for the best for him. And uh, you know, when 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 I heard the news, the president was in the presence of somebody that had it. Um, he just got tested, and now he's been confirmed as negative. So mm-hmm. I'm surprised because he was really shaking hands and in the face of the person. It was just a mess. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I think, you know, people just have to use common sense as well. You know, you wash your hands with soap and water. And it was said for at least 20 seconds, scrubbing it off because this thing, this is a super bug. <laughs> They're, they named it Corona. Corona means crown because of the way it has these it looks like a crown, so they say. But to me, mm-hmm. it's just another virus. Um, next year, man, something new. Yeah, it's next another another year. virus unleashed. They going they gonna make me die from no stress. Mhm. Yeah, Almighty give us life. You have to have faith. And we scared of these people. Yeah, and I think fear, you hit the nail on the head when you said fear is what is the cause of a lot of these deaths, too. People fear what they don't see. They fear, it's superstition. Stevie Wonder wrote a song about that years ago. But superstition, people allow what they fear to literally rule over their emotions it's a mental and their mind. It controls you. Yes, it will. Fear will control your mind if you let it. It's very personal and, 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 and in, in a, a individual's face. And if they have command over you that way, you, you better submit to what they have in, in, in mind. Because if you're not strong and you, you take heed of to what any outside entity tells you, then you'll fall just like the rest of them. But if you keep eating and eating good, drinking water, exercising, staying with a positive vibe and direct alignment with, with the creator, then what, what can harm you? Only the father can and he won't. Right. Now, I also mistake. heard... Yeah, go ahead, Skysky. No, I'm just saying only our mistakes harm us. Our lapse in judgment is what harms us. We go up against an enemy who's a foe, who's stronger than us, and we get beat up. It's because we engage him. Likewise, the same thing with this, this virus. If we stay away from people, that's all we got to do, and it's good. And even if you get it, just take your care of it. It's like if you got a, a fever, drink water. Cool off at home. Get over it, man. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. And that's the information that we're trying to distribute tonight, even using the show's platform. Because we want people to be knowledgeable of what this virus 
is and what the symptoms are and how to prevent the spreading of it because right now it's spreading really fast okay. um like every day the numbers are going up people who, the fatalities are for the people who are unhealthy and the body can't fight it but the healthy people are getting over this head yeah i mean um you gotta treat it. You definitely have to know what what to what to do, and we have those that do and those that are. But there are those people that are foolish. People ain't got the money or resources to treat it, and they have to do it on their own. Mhm. And see, I don't trust medicines either because you can have the money and and take this medicine they say that cures and something else can go wrong because a lot of times what medicine is is it's kind of like a, a it numbs the pain it doesn't eradicate the problem it's not really a cure you know what i'm saying it has a side effect as well it's the same so it's it cure so I definitely encourage people to do it the natural way. Um, drinking plenty of water, um, staying hydrated, um, and uh, yeah. fruit, citric, a lot of citrus fruits, because citrus fruits are the enemies of cancer, radicals, and viruses. Citrus fruits, your grapefruit, your orange, your lime, um, these are the fruits you want to definitely intake at this time, plenty of it, and make your juices from it and, and all. Um, also, ginger is a, a mother cure. Um, honey has a lot of natural antibodies in it. Um, garlic, no, onion, all of those things, no. they, they help. Uh, mushrooms are um, very good for antioxidants because you want to eat things or intake things that you know they are going to fight radicals or fight viruses and bacteria and kill them. So, you know, it's about... Um, okay, no need. No need to. No yeah, need no need. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, we definitely have to intake those types of foods right now and leave junk alone. I mean, if there's no nutritious value in it, why are you even eating it? Don't be duped. And a lot of the stores right now, I mean, I was shocked. I went in one store, all of the, the, the natural and the healthy stuff was stocked up. People are gravitating yeah. to potato chips and pretzels, like what they call comfort food, which is nothing but junk food. It's like right now, that's not going to help you. That's what, the stuff people the buying name? up. What, what is the name of that thing they're prescribing anybody got a little pain ailment? Is, is it Percocet, which is op opioid-based? No, oh, yeah, that's pain. That's a pain. Yeah, but I guess people are addicted to opium and heroin. If they can't get that anymore, they go to 
heroin and, and, and become criminals and get incarcerated and, and be, be labeled as a criminal. Although that the medical industry prescribes something that they, they consider illegal. So what, what exactly is their objective? Mm-hmm. I mean, what's up with that, man? You, 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 any, even a child, they, they prescribe, what, what, is it Percocet, the name? What's the name of it? People that are selling on the street as a drug. Mm-hmm. I Percocet. believe that's the name of it. Uh-huh. Well, most people take Percocet for pain, though, from what I was aware of. It's a pain. But it's opioid. Uh, right, it's an opioid, yes. But the doctors describe it pain. It's heroin straight up. And doctors prescribe it. So you have people that they have a prescription of it and they're selling it on the street. Yeah, it's a drug. Like a drug, man. Like actually uh-huh. you get arrested for something. I mean, it's a lot of things. You got next one. The stronger than that. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to share the radio. We're going to pause for a moment because I have to um, share the call-in information again. For those tuning in for tonight's broadcast, our topic is celebrating Women's National Herstory Month. Sheroes, and our focus is honoring sheroes that saved themselves and everyone else. We are still celebrating Women's National Herstory Month. The entire month of March is Women's National Herstory Month. And we are highlighting the sheroes, honoring sheroes that saved themselves and everyone else. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Again, this is episode 300 of the Exceptional Scribble Show. And I am the show's host, Sage, the page poet. That is my signature. Um, We were privileged at the beginning hour uh, to have Skysky Rio call in from St. Croix. And he always shares, whenever he calls in, shares a lot of factual information in regards to natural healing herbs. We need to be more knowledgeable, especially now when you have diseases such as the coronavirus, that now it's a global pandemic. That means it doesn't matter where you go on the planet right now. This disease is attacking humans and it is wrecking havoc in our bodies. When it attacks the human body, it wrecks havoc in the lungs, okay? One of the very first organs is the lungs and it does enter in through inhaling So it gets in through our nasal passage and it also impacts the throat. So listen, you've got to start moving quick. If you're starting to sneeze, if you're starting to cough, 
if you're starting to feel flushed, a little warm here and there, heat flashes, you've got to start fighting right away. If you fight vigilant, this cannot overwhelm you. Uh, Skysky shared about turmeric. Turmeric heals diseases and it prevents the spreading of viruses. Turmeric. And we want to encourage anyone, if you don't have it, and you can, whether you are able to order it online or you are able to go to an herbal store in Philadelphia, there's one called Penurs, but there's others. You need to get it. Make sure you have raw ginger root. Ginger root is necessary. And as for teas, I am going to share this because we need to know, we need to drink to life. As for teas, the best teas for the lungs, and I'm going to name them, Calendula, C-A-L-E-N-D-U-L-A, Echinacea, Peppermint, Mullen, which is spelled M-U-L-L-E-I-N, and Skysky did mention on the island where he is from, St. Croix, that that is very widely used, and it does heal and helps the immune system to fight off diseases such as the coronavirus. Elderberry is another one, yes. These are actual remedies. These will cure your body and your lungs. Dandelion root. All of these are essentials. Please, I'm going to share it one more time. You can make teas from these and it will help. And see, when you have the tea, it's a steam, it's like a steam effect. It's good. It helps the lungs to open and close. Okay, they need to be able to do that without anything in them as blockages and to cause them to become hardened. And I'm gonna name these herbs again, dandelion root, elderberry, mullein, which is spelled M-U-L-L-E-I-N, peppermint, echinacea, which is spelled E-C-H-I-N-A-C-E-A, and calendula, which is spelled C-A-L-E-N, D-U-L-A. Those are herbs that are very essential because they are good teas for the lungs. And one of the characteristics of coronavirus is this, it attacks the lungs. Most people that get it fine, they can hardly breathe. It causes shortness of breath. It goes right for your lungs. It literally is a murderer to cut your air off so that you cannot breathe. This is wicked. I don't care what anyone wants to think of me or what you want to call me after tonight, but I'm gonna tell it just the way it needs to be told. It's not natural. It's not natural. We are 
we are at war. Yes, biochemical warfare is taking place, but also supernatural. I really believe some of these viruses are wicked, meaning they have evil sources. And I'm sure some people will hate that I'm saying this, but it's already been said. And I do hope that everyone takes my words seriously. And everyone did take Skysky's words seriously. He shared from his heart, he shared from his soul. We need to know what to avoid, how to fight because we need to fight to win. And in case you don't already know, you can help stop coronavirus from spreading. And here's how, wash your hands often. And I'm talking about with soap and water. 20 seconds scrubbing, take 20 seconds to scrub in between your fingers, the outer part of your hand, the inner part of your hand, the wrists, the fingertips, all of your hand and your wrist down. And if you want to do like the surgeons from your forearm down, but scrub, 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 scrub. And after you have scrubbed, you need to dry off. Use a towel, please, before you touch anything. And then, yes, lubricate yourself. Before gloving, lubricate yourself. I would use aloe or an oil such as tea tree oil, vitamin E, or you can use like shea butter. <laughs> but we have to care for our bodies. Listen, coronavirus cannot live in an environment that's sterile. Also, from what I hear, Corona does not like heat or the sun. Um, so I would encourage people to be outside, not around a lot of people, but definitely it, where direct sunlight is positioned. And I'm not talking about the shore and the beach where you got hundreds and hundreds of people and all kinds of bacteria and viruses are floating around because people are spreading them. But I'm referring to in a place where you can be isolated somewhat, but the sun is direct. We need this. We need to heal. This is not our friend. Coronavirus was brought here. I don't know who the person is that's responsible, but it was brought here. And I'm not blaming animals. I don't like that they always seem to want to do this to blame animals. Do you not know we are mammals? Warm blooded creatures. Um, we need to really look at this thing and be a lot more objective than subjective and start saying, what haven't I done? Your face. Okay, there's five th ways we can help stop cor coronavirus. I mentioned about hands, 
22nd rule. Yes, you got to scrub, 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 and between your fingers, the back of your hand, as well as the front, inner palms, and wrists. And do the forearms as well if you can. That should take 20 to 30 or 40 seconds. Elbows, cough into the inner elbow. Please spread love, not germs. Number three, face. Don't touch it. Don't touch your face. It's hard, yes. We've gotten so used to being able to do that. Now we have to deprogram ourselves from doing it. Feet, stay more than three feet apart. It's recommended that you keep a span of about six feet distance from you and another person. Wow, I mean, think about it. That's like isolation for some people because we're so used to shaking hands, fist bumps, uh, being each other faces. And last, number five, if you feel sick, stay home. For most of us, due to social distancing regulations, our workplaces or our bosses have already released us to work from home. So what we need to do is be wise, be smart. There is no better time than now to go over um, emergency evacuation plans with your children. Let them know, okay, if there's an emergency, this is who you call, this is who you go with. This is where you need to be. All of those things are essentials. And we need to seriously think about our lives as we know it in our children, our, our neighbors, our neighbor's children. We've got to make sure everybody's okay. Do your rounds if you can go, especially to the seniors. Somebody needs something from the store, listen. Um, I happen to be home today. What do you need from the store? I'm on my way to the market. I'll pick you up some. We have to care. I know I have a mentor, I need to check on her. She's 70 something years old. She was in Florida when all of this broke out. I'm, I don't know that she's back yet, I'm gonna find out. And I'm gonna just make sure that she has what she needs and she's okay. Um, for some of us, transportation has been a challenge. Um, even SEPTA now is a whole new scheduling. We've got to think, it's time now to reassess it gives you more time to reassess, take inventory of your life. What am I not doing that I should be doing? What am I doing that I need to stop? Now is the time for us to start doing better for ourselves. It's not too late. I don't know what your circumstance is. I don't know. I can't say that I know. I'm not you, I'm not in your shoes. Even if we're friends, I don't know. There's certain parts about you that are intimate, private, and you keep them as such, and I respect you for doing so. But one thing I can say is this, I do care. When you care, you show it. And if there's something you can do to help somebody's situation, circumstance, to make 
things better for others, you're going to do it. And that's what we should be about. And I just want to encourage everybody because um, these times are perilous times. For many of us, we have never faced anything like this before. And for most, we won't again. I am Sage, the page poet. That is my signature. And as Sage, the page poet, I have a poem that I'm going to share. It's entitled The Germ. And this coronavirus, everybody, I just have to say it. It made me think of this poem. I wrote this poem a while back. This poem, it testifies about coronavirus. And this was before Corona, when this poem was written. So I'm gonna share this poem again. It's entitled, The Germ. And it is an original piece by Sage. The page poet, that is my signature. An evil exists that has purpose to destroy a mass number of people. Will you advocate such an injustice? Or will you defend yourself against such a plight? An evil exists designed to corrupt the minds of the youth. Will you oppose this injustice? Or will you place demands upon families, communities, people to accept such attacks as, quote unquote, growing pains? The price to pay for progress? And evil exists growing inside of us. A self-hatred is evident, a mere wickedness that morphs from one form and vices to another, creating violent winds that create storms that wreck continents, i.e. genocide, quote unquote, ethnic cleansing, sexism. All these are hate crimes, all of them. Will you oppose wickedness or will you promote human trafficking? The evidence is compelling. A large number of protesters have gathered in various regions to organize cell groups that will overthrow the system, to disarm the system that has gutted our souls and made our minds numb or docile, a haven for negative energy to fester. The time to react is now. We need to impact our communities, thrust forward into active listening and devise schemes for justice. Establish a working plan to deprogram the youth and the elderly. Both generations must unite to form a perfect union within our communities. It takes a team to rule. Will you be a part of the resistance? 
The men and women who refuse to allow the elite to own their souls and sell them to the highest bidder, we have become as bait to the elite. They see us as livestock, dispensable, and of little value. We have become as minced meat. Nothing solid or firm can be found in us or pulled from us. Our frame has been modified. We denied our Messiah. We are a frivolous generation. Nothing incites us today but sports, i.e. games, games, and more games, child's play. Will you allow the core of your being to become a wasteland? Are you allowing your mind to be a graveyard? A dump site for vanity? Heal yourself. Heal your body. Heal your mind. Heal your heart and soul. Healing is not an option. Healing is a command. Will you run with the bulls or simply sit with the cowards who stand on the sidelines during the race because they are too afraid to lose? We have too many bruises to deny ourselves the pleasure of winning the fight. If we stay fit for the fight, we shall overcome the opponent. Our troubles did not begin when we got married or when we attended high school. Our troubles started the day we were born. Our exodus is imminent if and when we adhere to the elders of the village. Will you die or will you be born again? Will you live? Or will you abort the mission? Will you form an alliance with your friends in the community to protect the best interest and welfare of your village? You know the answers to those questions. You are the one to deliver the mail to your home address. You are the man or the woman who holds the key to your house where your family eats and sleeps. You are the full-time and part-time lover. You are the sometime friend and the other times foe. You are the you, the who they won't become. So what will it be? We shall see. And that is that piece. That is a poem I wrote some time ago entitled The Germ. And I hope that it provoked thought tonight. A lot of times we need to think, we need a moment to ponder what's going on with us. We are not who we should remain. We have done some things and we need to change our course. 
So I want everybody right now to just take a moment and pause. Take a moment and pause because we are better. We know our time to shine is now. We've been in the closet and we know we have a purpose that's not a closet mission. We need to shout it out on the rooftops and now is that day, that hour, that year. And we are the people, we the people. So it's our time now to say, no more excuses. It's been far too long we've waited and we need to execute at this point there's too many lives lost too many people are losing their place because they're allowing fears and doubts to confuse them we know We know better. So I want to say to everyone, let's get better acquainted with one another during this time of social distancing where we are forced where we are forced to have to share in the home that space which should be hollowed for family, again with family and spend more time together with the next two or three weeks, however long it extends, we should be ready, not just with physical, substances. We should be ready emotionally for this time of bonding. It's actually a time to reconnect because there's been a social disconnect within most homes. Because of technology, we've been texting and not having family meetings around the table. We've been eating separately because we're on social media, we have a YouTube channel. Yes, children have their own YouTube channels now. And everything, we need to fix what's broke, America and world, as we live in and know it to be. We've got to construct a better day for tomorrow. One where our children know We are in their corner 100%. They are not alone. They are not alone. We are not abandoning the youth. We are not giving them over to the streets. We are not saying raise yourselves, your latchkey 
child, we are saying, I know I haven't been home as much because I'm trying to make X amount of money so that we can have these things and you can have this kind of a life or future. So bear with me. This is not gonna be forever, it's temporary. But right now, I'm home with you. Let's do some things together. Maybe there's a project or two we can work on in this house. Maybe there's some things that you need. Now I can really focus on assuring you that yes, you're gonna have what you need and more. I'm on it. Eyes to eye, hands in hands, sitting together, having that family dinner where we have those conversations that are relevant, raising social consciousness levels to the next level. We need to heighten the awareness as the adults and as the children as to what's going on in our world, what's going on wrong, as well as what's going on right. It is not the job of the government or the schools to raise our children. Parents, village families, it is our job to do it. Our children need to have that confidence, that self-confidence again. They need to be reassured that we are there to stay. We are not gonna abandon them. The problem is for many, they feel abandoned. Mom has me staying with aunt, has me staying with grandma, has me staying with cousin, but I'm not staying with my mom. That's how some of our children feel. Why is my mother sending me away? She's never with me. They don't understand. You've got to have those hard, difficult conversations with your children during this time. And there's a way to break it to them, whatever is going on. Maybe you're in a struggle yourself. Maybe you're healing. Maybe you're getting therapy. And that's why they don't see you as much. They don't know. You've been hiding parts of your life from them. Let them know you bleed too. You are a human and you make mistakes too. We have a lot of recovering to do. This is not a time to not realign yourself with your loved ones especially in your immediate household. This is the time to reconnect, heal, touch each other, hold each other. Social distancing is for the outside. On the inside of your house and your home, you need to be elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder holding hands eye to eye and having that conversation, that heart to heart conversation with your child, with your mate, with your significant other. 
saying mate, it just sounds so Australian. Mate. <laughs> but we need to do that. It's time to realign and to reconnect and we have to reassess our lives. We have been so misled for most of us. We have been so misled. We have thought that we knew what was best for us. We thought that we knew what was best for us. We really did, and we didn't. And now, it's time for us to correct what's wrong with us. And yes, it's not too late. I don't know who, who told you it was too late. It's not too late. And there's another poem. And for tonight, it's a bit quiet in the chat room and on the phone. So I'm gonna try my best. Uh, to stir things up a little bit. Because we need we need to get ourselves well. And I'm going to read this piece. It's entitled, Hip Didn't Hop, V Didn't Bop. <laughs> All right, and here it is. It's a lot in this piece. Um, and you'll get it. And it makes a lot of sense, OK? Enjoy. Sage the page poet. That is my signature. And this is an original piece. Hip didn't hop, B didn't bop. Hip didn't hop, B didn't bop. The music was certain, but the crowd was not. Children singing, parents crying, birds stop singing, people are dying. Dominatrixes are rampant because men like being in bondage while women refuse men to love other women. The world is changing one birth at a time. The matrix has reloaded. We're all racing against time. Hip didn't hop, B didn't bop. The omens are tokens of what we are not. The living transition to the dead and the dead are become the living. The young have become old and the old is new again. Turning around to reclaim your heritage is become the new facelift. Remaining a twin to who the world is around you 
will disfigure you and estrange you from your destiny. Hip didn't hop, B didn't bop. Company makes good and bad times. Reach for your best and learn from each test. Tomorrow is not today. Making babies is not the same as making legends. Knowing honor is the same as being acquainted with truth. Remedy the diseases that are plaguing this generation. Study no more hate and the masses will respond to such in a productive and positive way. Leaning on the shoulder of a friend never makes for a pious soul. Humility wins the race and honesty saves the relationship from ruin. Hip didn't hop, B didn't bop. Terror is among us, but so is beauty and positivity. We all must be the first to become the last. The wrong morphs into right. The last then becomes the first. Wisdom speaks, understanding listens. Knowledge is the decree. Time was made for us and not to disenfranchise us. When we honor the elders of the village, we dwell peacefully and the village will thrive. One person's courage is the light to the whole village. Hip didn't hop, B didn't bop. Freedom is not a free ride. Liberty is a way of living. Transgender realization does support such a philosophy. Idolatry means we suppress true worship to disassociate from it. Immorality means we deny purity and pride ourselves on shunning it. Cancer is a dreadful thing. We fear it more than we fight it. AIDS has devastated our planet one continent at a time till nothing is untouched by it and it has become the perfect crime. Doctors can treat AIDS but they cannot cure it. AIDS has been birthed into this world through our negligence to prevent it. We rob our banks and our banks rape our households. Ooh, banks borrow from us to loan us debt. We are a people destined to regress. Secret societies exist by the score and number. They teach us how to become something more than who or what we have become, yet and still they are not good guardians, for they have polluted us from within, teaching us to lie, steal, and cheat for advancement. The original sin. Hip didn't hop, B didn't buy. Hip became our hope, the reason why we do what we do, and B became our law. To be is the will and way we elect to take. We are what we be. And that is that peace. Hip didn't hop. B 
didn't buy. Did you get it? Did you get it? Some alliteration, but also a lot of wise dictation. I hope that you were listening. I hope that you heard the words loud and clear because it was all about the truth. And that's what we need to know. It's the only thing that will free us. The only thing that will make us better. We have a lot to work on people. We are always thinking one way and we need to think two ways. Two ways. Not one, but two ways. And I'm gonna share a piece entitled Justice. Because right now in this world, we need to see justice. Justice, and this piece was written by Sage, the page poet. That is my signature. I hope that somebody's being inspired tonight. A lot of times we're not listening or doing things we need to do and what happens is when we neglect our roles and we're not doing what we need to do, things happen that shouldn't be happening. And there's a lot of fallout from those things that do happen. So this piece is entitled Just This by Sage, the page poet. Does justice have wings? Can justice fly? Does justice have a soul? Does justice cry? Does justice sing? Does justice dance? Does justice have a lover? Does justice have a mother? Does justice even exist? Many seem to wonder. Does justice even care? Does she even know I need her now? Justice, we need her now. Justice? Hear my plea, we need you, come quickly. End of peace. And that piece is entitled Justice. Telling you, sometimes when you write, it's it's the, the emotion in which you're writing and it's strong, I mean, it's, and, empowerment on a whole nother level and it takes you out of your skin and you have what's called the out-of-body experience it's not here you're there you're in another place it's a spiritual plane you're on and 
and so all of this energy and light, and it just illuminates, illumination. Another piece, the voice. And then the voice times too. I'm gonna read both pieces. By Sage, the page poet, the voice is this piece. Your voice hypnotizes me. When I hear your voice, the sound stuns me. It holds my attention and it summons me to surrender. I am in a trance whenever I hear you speak. You captivate me. Your voice is like the commanding presence that ushers me into places I need to be. Your voice soothes me and it motivates me. It initiates me and mandates me to be the consummate bride to you. One that will not lie to you. When your voice fades away, I will never release it from my mind and soul for it has formed in me a greater love than what I formerly didn't know. The voice of love beckons me higher. The voice of love beckons me higher. And here's the next poem is entitled The Voice Times Two. The voice resounds in the bottom of my heart, pounding heavy against the walls of my soul. It makes me cry at times. Yet and still I long to hear it, for it makes me know how fragile I truly am. The voice is making my legs shake. It makes me groan and moan in my sleep. As I awake, I find myself repenting for things I have forgotten about. The voice is truly more magnificent than life to me. The voice takes me to places I dare not go, those dark, sullen places inside of me, those places I should revisit so that I can renounce the vices therein and be fully made free of the dark and violent sin. The voice hands to me my heart and makes me see what my mind is truly saying. For it is my mind that has dictated to my heart when to forgive and how to be forgiven. The voice is my scope as to when and where I need to be. The breath and the width of my whole life. The song that should not end the book that is always misread through though read twice. The voice lifts me up and whisks me away to my true self and my true safe haven where malice cannot dwell. The voice denied me the death stone and instead declared me the fallen and the redeemed. That is why the voice is where I am. I am in the very realm 
where I hear the voice louder than anything else. And I can hear the voice when all else has faded and failed. The voice is stronger than my possessions, both dark and light. I succumb to the allure of the voice for it has granted me the illumination to discern good from evil, the lie from the truth and the closed door from the open door. The voice has chided with me and now that I have embraced the power of the voice, I have decided to never fail, but rather to live and to love as the voice has commanded. Woo, the voice times two. I tell you, sometimes when you write, it's just like, whoa, 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 really whoa. Um, mm-mm-mm. All right, this is a cute piece. This is my cutie on duty piece entitled Candy by Sage, the page poet. That is my signature. <laughs> Candy is the name of the piece. It's not erotica, but it is tasty. All right, here we go. Candy. A toothache maker. A stomach ache maker, a baby maker, a baby pacifier, a parent's oppressor, a friend maker, an appetite suppressor, a calming effect inducer, an enabler, and a trouble make a <laughs> candy and that is that piece <laughs> ah, so true right tooth maker stomach ache maker baby maker candy all right let's move on let me see let me see poetry is definitely a part of my soul i have what's called a poetic and there's this one piece entitled Life. And there's this one piece entitled War. I think I'm going to go to war. Because right now we're at war, biochemical warfare. And the only way to win the fight is to end the fight. That means somebody has to lose. Don't let it be you and I. Coronavirus has a death date. War, here it is by Sage, the page poet. Combat troubling waters with soothing rivers of contentment. We are at war because we seek more than our hearts can hold and our hands can manipulate. War is harder than hell. It is the flames that makes hell hot. War is the element we seek not, the warrior we dare not contend with, and the enemy we hate to admit. 
War is the nemesis of peace. We are at war. We war in the day and in the night. We war to resist from falling in love and to remit ourselves of guilt. Or is it simply our dance to the death? For we will not leave any other way. War is not the answer, as declared by the late Marvin Gaye. War is the story. End of peace. A lot of times you just gotta go there. It's hard, but it's right. War is the story. It hurts, but it works. I repeat, war is the story. There is a time to war and a time not to. And we need to remember that when it's not time, we need to be at peace. And it starts within, within ourselves. I can't speak for anybody else, but I can speak for myself. I don't know what it's like where you are, but I know right now this is still episode 300, and I am celebrating with victory. The Exceptional Scribble Show, no more poems tonight, will be recited because I've got to shift gears. There are some facts to consider, and I want to make sure that I'm covering all of them. We have done so little as for celebrating women in America who have done everything to save the lives of others. And that included saving their own lives. We need to hail and celebrate our sheroes, past and present. There are sheroes in the making, that means futuristic heroes as well. And they too merit our honor and respect. Again, we have done very little. Let's do more because we can. And I know you can. I know you will. I know I am. Refuse to allow the month of March to end without having taken several episodes of the show to acknowledge that, yes, we have women who deserve to be celebrated. They deserve to be celebrated. These women are the reason why many men survive. 
And though some men have forgotten them and abandoned them and dishonored many of them, do you know they still love them in spite of? And no, I am not condoning anyone remaining in a relationship that is toxic. That is not what I'm saying, not by a long shot. But what I am saying is this, we as women have saved the day on numerous occasions. I am so humbled and very appreciative and grateful that the Almighty chose for me to be a woman. A womb mind, yes, a, a man with a womb and some other things. <laughs> Tatas and so on. Anyway, number one, Prudence Cummings Wright. And this is a Shiro during the time of the Revolutionary War. In April of 1775, Prudence's husband joined other patriotic men from their town of Pepperell, Massachusetts to rise against the British after the war's first shots at Lexington. While the men marched to a nearby town to intercept the British advance, Prudence organized the women left at home into a female militia, dubbing themselves the Minute Women. Prudence and about 30 to 40 other townswomen dressed as men shouldered muskets, wielded pitchforks, and marched to the bridge. The British would have to cross to enter the town. There, they successfully stopped the British, captured several soldiers, and intercepted vital dispatches regarding troop movements. And who said a woman could not wage war and win? And I believe it was... Mm, Senator Elizabeth Warren said to Senator Bernie Sanders, and you said a woman couldn't be president or a woman should not be, and he retracted his statements. Let me tell you something. You will be called to the floor, men, if you denounce a woman's potentiality because every woman is the matrix by which, or portal by which a man entered this world. Oh yes, let's be real about it. Even the Messiah himself has to be born of a woman. In this physical world, there are laws. And I will never, ever accept downgrading a female or a woman by any man. We won't do it. Yes, nine times in American history, a woman saved the day in terms of this country. And there are so many. Mary Ludwig Hayes, better known as Molly Pitcher, earned fame at the Battle of Monmouth, New Jersey in 1778. Mary was a camp follower following her husband in the Continental Army to handle domestic needs like washing, cooking, mending, and tending. When Mary's husband was wounded at the Battle of Mammoth, Mary used what she learned watching his artillery drills to take his place firing on the British. Soldier and diarist, 
Joseph Plume, Martin wrote of her valor. A cannon shot from the enemy passed directly between her legs without doing any other damage than carrying away all the lower part of her petticoat. Looking at it with, a, with apparent unconcern, she observed that it was lucky it did not pass a little higher. For in that case, it might have carried away something else and continued her occupation. Mary Ludwig Hayes. Nancy Hart, Revolutionary War. Nancy was known for various exploits, but one of the most popular stories involved her capture of six British soldiers. According to legend, the soldiers came to Nancy's home to question her about assisting an escaped patriot when they demanded food and drink. Nancy obliged with unusual hospitality, all the while discreetly removing the soldiers' muskets from the stack they had formed in a corner. Nancy had passed two of the guns to her 12-year-old daughter, Suki, through a gap in the wall before the soldiers noticed. Nancy instructed the soldiers to remain where they were. When one rose to approach her, she shot him dead, wounded another, and took the remaining four hostage. Suki ran to tell her father, who returned to the cabin. The hearts and their neighbors decided to hang the soldiers from a nearby tree. In 1912, an archaeological excavation of the land near the hearts cabin unearthed six skeletons, suggesting that same version of the myth was true. Next, Lydia Barrington Derrick. Revolutionary War. When the British occupied Philadelphia in the fall of 1777, General William Howe set up headquarters across the street from the Durant residence and began using the family's parlor for meetings. Because the Durants were pacifists, British officials held a private meeting in the Durant home, ordering the family to stay in the rooms for the duration. Lydia pretended to retire to bed, then covertly listened in, securing important information about plans for a surprise attack against General George Washington's Continental Forces in two days. The next day, Lydia used a false pretense to get permission to cross British lines, then informed an, an American soldier of Powell's plans. When the attack came, Washington's forces were prepared and able to fend off Howe's forces. Suspecting that a member of the Durai family had warned the Continentals. The British questioned Lydia, who insisted the family had been asleep through the meeting. The British officers let the matter, matter rest. And that is Lydia Barrington Durai, Revolutionary War. Next, number five. Dolly Madison War of 1812 on August 23rd, 1814. British were headed for the White House. President James Madison was already gone, having charged First Lady Dolly Madison with gathering important documents and preparing to evacuate. When the household spotted, spotted British troops on the horizon, Dolly determined to save a full and portrait of George Washington from likely destruction before departing. This proved no trivial task since the painting was secured to the wall in its frame. Dolly directed the frame to be broken and the canvas removed, rolled up, and sent to New York for safekeeping. Her instincts were solid 
after helping themselves to the food stores in Best China, where this tube burned the White House to the ground. In the end, Dolly had unknowingly saved a copy of Washington's portrait, but her foresight and patriotism in protecting this powerful American symbol is inspiring. Nonetheless, Dolly Madison, War of 1812. Next, number six, Harriet Tubman, the Civil War. Harriet Tubman escaped slavery on the Underground Railroad in 1850 and proceeded to save the day for over 70 slaves from Maryland in the course of the next 11 years. When the war broke out, she offered her services to the Union as a nurse, spy, and scout. On June 2nd, 1863, Harriet accompanied Colonel James Montgomery and 150 Black Union soldiers on the Combahee River raid. The group managed to rescue more than 700 slaves during this single assault on plantations along the Combahee River in South Carolina. Next, number seven, Clara Barton, Civil War. It's difficult to choose just one time when Clara Barton saved the day. But a strong contender is the time. She traveled all night with three army wagons full of supplies to the Battle of Antietam in Maryland. As bullets whizzed by, Barton tended the wounded and organized able-bodied men to perform first aid, carry water, and prepare food. She would continue to travel with the Union Army throughout the war, carrying supplies and giving aid to Union casualties and Confederate prisoners, another less daring but no less heroic undertaking of Barton's was to identify soldiers who had been killed during the Civil War, including in some cases, locating soldiers' remains and notifying families about their missing loved ones. Number eight, Phoebe Pember, Civil War. As a matron of Chimboro, I'm sorry, as the matron of Chimboro, Zoe Hospital at Richmond, Virginia, Phoebe Pember had an unusual amount of power and responsibility for a woman of her time. Accounts suggest that she wielded this authority competently and compassionately in one shining example. A newly arrived soldier whom Phoebe judged to be mortally wounded was refusing all offers of comfort, save one request. I want Perry was his only wish. Phoebe learned that Perry was a friend with whom her patient had marched and camped during his service. Phoebe located Perry at another hospital in the area and had him brought by ambulance to his friend's side. Her patient was able to spend his last few minutes with Perry, thanks to her care and resourcefulness. How very touching. Ah, warmth. And how very compassionate of Phoebe Pember to do that for her patient. Number nine, Mary Edwards Walker, Civil War. Though Mary Edwards Walker was a practicing medical doctor, 
When the Civil War began, the Union Army at first refused to accept her credentials. Undaunted, Mary began working in Union hospitals as an unpaid volunteer until the Army recognized her credentials and offered her a position in 1863. While posted in Confederate territory, Mary was known to treat civilians across enemy lines. On one such occasion in 1864, she was captured and arrested as a spy. Mary spent about four months in a Confederate prison in Richmond, Virginia, before being released in a prisoner exchange. In 1865, President Andrew Johnson presented Mary with the Medal of Honor, making her the only woman to receive one to date. These amazing stories of ingenuity and valor only scratch the surface of women's contributions to America's first century. Awesome. And ladies and gentlemen, I gave you a very brief briefing on nine exceptional sheroes. And of course, the article as a whole is entitled under <clears throat> battlefields.org history. Nine times in American history when a woman saved the day. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. We need not forget our women and how special and precious their lives are to us. Without them, this world would not be the place it is today. They bring so much to this world, a woman. So I know, you know, many people, they wanna have a son. Many women think, oh, my firstborn should be a son, right? Well, it is an honor for your firstborn to be a woman as well. There's a special, special blessing in that. And I'm not trying to steam one gender above another, but this is Women's History Month. It is National Women's History Month in North America. And I'm going to make sure that our women, our sheroes, receive the just due in terms of the honor and the reverence and the respect that they should. Oh, yes, I am. Peace and blessings, everyone. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And a special thank you to everybody tuned in. I know some people were not able to join us tonight. There's so much going on. It's literally a different world right now all over our planet due to this global pandemic, this virus that's been unleashed. And humanity, it's time for us to yoke up in love. It's not about competing. It's not about one-upping the next person. It's not about who's the brightest out of all of us when we're all shining. It's 
in this universe. Like the constellations and the stars, so are we. And we are pointing others in the right way or directing them on their course to stay. Um, it's really important that we love more. It's times like these that make us aware of how fragile our lives really are. We take so much for granted, we believe that we're here to stay. Our sheroes came and had to pass. Pass on to the next realm of reality that eternal realm of the spirits. And in honor of them, I'm gonna share, this is from another article, it's entitled, Women Who Changed the World. And we're gonna spotlight women who are responsible for the program which runs through many, various um, institutions or entities, and it's known as STEM, Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. And then we have STEAM, which is Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Math. Yes, STEAM. Uh, so we don't want to forget art because art is essential. Oh, yes, it is. All right, number one. The woman who planted indigo, Eliza Lucas Pinkney, born 1722, transitioned 1793. Thank this woman for your blue jeans. Every US history textbook ever printed probably includes the words Eli Whitney and cotton gin in the Industrial Revolution section, but what? about Eliza Pinckney and the first successful indigo cultivation that built a multi-million dollar cash crop industry. When most girls her age were preparing for marriage, 16-year-old Pinckney was managing three slave plantations in South Carolina. Determined to reduce her family's debt, she tried growing ginger, alfalfa, and other experimental crops to little success. Then in 1739, she planted the first North American indigo plant, which was used to dye textile fabrics in England's mills. With the help of her father's connections, Pinckney learned how to successfully grow, cultivate, and export indigo. By 1775, South Carolina was exporting over 1 million pounds of indigo annually, with a present day value of over 30 million. Fun fact, George Washington served as a pallbearer at her funeral. Number two, the woman who published the declaration, Mary Catherine Goddard, born 1738, transition 1816. Thank this woman for your independence. Hmm. Most people know who wrote the Declaration of Independence and some know who signed it, but who published it? 
Mary Goddard, Baltimore's first postmaster and likely the US government's first female employee. Goddard made her name as publisher of the Maryland Journal for 10 years, while also managing Baltimore's post office during the Revolutionary War. In 1777, Goddard printed the first copy of the Declaration with the Institutes of the Signers Revealed, a huge political moment that brought the signers' names into fame while hers sank into obscurity. In 1784, her brother William forced her out of the family because, I'm sorry, out of the family business and took over her position as publisher of the Maryland Journal. Five years later, she was fired as postmaster because the new postmaster general, Samuel Osgood, claimed more traveling might be necessary than a woman could undertake. That sexism. Fun fact, for those living in Baltimore, the Rite Aid at 125 East Baltimore Street is the most probable location of Goddard's print shop in 1770. And number three, the woman who grew hair, Madam C.J. Walker, born 1867, transitioned 1919. Thank this woman for the African-American hair product industry. To cut a long story short, Madam C.J. Walker was the first American woman to become a self-made millionaire, orphaned at seven, married at 14, and widowed at 20. She was a single mother earning a dollar and 50 cents a day as a washerwoman. Two decades later, she owned a million dollar hair care empire. How did she do it? Born Sarah Breedlove, she was the first in her family to be born into freedom, but it hardly made her career any easier. According to Time Magazine, even the idea that launched her entrepreneurial success arose out of hardship, she realized she was losing hair. In the, in the 1890s, she relocated to Denver, where apparently black women's hair suffered from the dry climate and developed a hair growth formula, which she turned into a lucrative line of hair products. Madam Walker's wonderful hair grower off the heels of her product success, she expanded into more cosmetic markets from shampoos to cold creams to hot combs. All the while, she went door to door, placed ads in newspapers, trained specialized Walker agents, invested thousands in her company when others wouldn't and displayed the kind of business acumen most MBAs would drool at. It's safer to say she got her life straightened out. Fun fact, the house she lived in during her later years designed by an African-American architect was in upstate New York and Irvington the same neighborhood as those of fellow entrepreneurial tycoons Jay Gold and John D. Rockefeller. Number four, the woman who created the little black dress, Coco Chanel, born 1883, transitioned 1971. 
Thank this woman for pants, perfume, and purging corsets. Sold in stores, plastered on billboards, displayed on covers, and worn by society's elite. Her brand, like her name, has become ubiquitous in the fashion industry. She's already cemented her legacy as one of the most iconic fashion designers of all time, but who was Coco before Chanel? Her early years were anything but glamorous. Born Gabrielle Chanel, she was raised by nuns in a Catholic orphanage in France, where she first learned how to sew. She went on to pursue a career as a seamstress, but also enjoyed a brief stint as a singer during which she received her famous nickname, Coco. In 1910, she opened her first millinery. In 1913, her first boutique. As her business took the fashion industry by storm, she continued to design clothing, often inspired by menswear, that changed the way women dressed forever. To replace handheld purse purses, she invented the shoulder handbag. She would also popularize women's trousers, the ever so comfortable little black dress, and accessories such as costume jewelry and perfume. Women everywhere fell in love with Chanel's elegant but simple style, ditching their corsets for a more comfortable and practical wardrobe. By 1919, her brand reached worldwide acclaim. And one thing was for certain, Chanel and Coco would never go out of style. Fun fact, Coco designed the famous Chanel logo herself in the 1920s, and it hasn't changed since. Some say the interlocking C logo is an homage to Chanel's longtime lover, Arthur Chappelle. I'm sorry, author Capel. Capel. Number five, the woman who sold creams, Estee Lauder, born 1908, transitioned 2004. Thank this woman for your makeup products. Find a proper location when you're angry. Never put it in writing. You get more bees with honey. These Lauderisms from 1985 autobiography speak volumes about the beauty queen behind the cosmetic empire. But exactly how did Estee Lauder make herself into one of the most successful brands in the world? Born to European immigrants, Lauder learned business from working in her father's hardware store and her uncle's skincare product laboratory. In 1933, she continued to refine her uncle's creams and gave free demonstrations at salons, hotels, and on the street. Her early talent for marketing and merchandising would pay off. Lauder officially formed her company in 1946 and concocted her creams in a Manhattan restaurant turned factory. As a pioneer in giveaway promotions, much of Lauder's success came from word of mouth, or what she called telewoman advertising. Her products ultimately sold themselves in upscale department stores, and 
she expanded her brand to include perfumes and a men's line and gained international success. Fun fact, Lauder was famous for her guerrilla sales method and creative tactics. When the manager at the Galleries Lafayette store in Paris refused to stock her products, she accidentally spilled her famous fragrance, Youth Do, during a demonstration. The scent quickly aroused customer interest, which caused the manager to finally cave in. Number six, the woman who cooked Chinese food, Joyce Chen. Born 1917, transitioned 1994. Thank this woman for the Peking Walk. Oh, we got a lot of ground covered tonight. Again, I want to say thank you to all for listening, tuning in. Welcome. Hey, hey, first Oh, no problem. Yes. Well, I'm sharing with everyone stories. These are like short stories, and they're all about heroes or women who helped to change our world. And now we're going to mm. learn a little about her name is Joyce Chen, and she's Asian, and she's well-known for the dish called Peking Wok. She's been described as the Chinese Julia Child, but maybe Julia Child should be described as the American Joyce Chen. Joyce's face is on the cover of a U.S. postage stamp. Her name scrawled across influential cookbooks, and her special sauces sold in stores across the country. The question is, where does her culinary dynasty begin? From a young age, Chen looked to cook Chinese cuisine by watching her family's chef in the kitchen during the Chinese Communist Revolution. She and her family immigrated to Massachusetts, where she often cooked for Chinese students who missed food from home. In 1958, she opened her first restaurant that served buffet-style Chinese and American meals to encourage customers to try new dishes. To bridge the language gap, she also created a menu with both English and Chinese translations and numbered items, which made it easier to order. Her successes led her to star in a PBS cooking show in the same studio as fellow Bostonian Chef Julia Child show, and she popularized Chinese American meals like Peking duck, scallion pancake, and hot and sour soup. Eventually, she began to sell her brand of cookware in stores, which included her patented Peking wok, a flat bottom stir fry pan, and a lot of us. Some of us have one of those. It's good for cooking your rice, stirring your rice, and steaming uh, steaming your rice, stirring your sauteed vegetables, and sometimes mm. meat for those that do eat meat. Um, a fun fact, a festival of dumplings is held in Cambridge, Massachusetts every year 
to honor the birthday of Chef Joyce Chen. And I wanted to share her story. I thought that was quite inspiring to learn about. And the next woman is the woman who wrote code for rockets. Her name is Annie Easley, born 1933, and she transitioned year 2011. And we can thank her for hybrid cars. Yes, and this is a woman of color, of course, a melaninated woman. Easley never planned to become a rocket scientist. When she graduated as valedictorian in high school, she set out to major in pharmacy at college. Then in 1955, she read a newspaper article about women who worked as human computers for NACA or NASA's predecessor. She applied, was hired, and spent the next 34 years of her life contributing to the aerospace industry, who was this hidden figure. Following her graduation, Easy hired as one of the four African employees at NACA, NACA. Began her career doing calculations for researchers when human computers were eventually replaced by machines, she learned a handful of programming languages and worked as a computer programmer for NASA's Centaur rocket project, which set the technology stage for the space shuttle. Her work also paved the way for the development of modern hybrid cars. In the 1970s, she finally earned her mathematics degree from Cleveland State. A firm believer in education, she participated in school tutoring programs to encourage female and minority students to pursue STEM careers. STEM meaning science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. A fun fact, late in her career, Easy became an equal employment opportunity counselor to combat workplace discrimination and even made a pact with her supervisor to wear pantsuits to work. <laughs> so that well, is what do you mean by hybrid cars? Yeah, what hybrid cars. cars. These are those cars that don't run by um, like using gas. You would use electricity and they do have, you know, a whole different type of fueling for them. But they look a little different too, but um, they run off of the electricity, not just strictly gasoline. So you would use a different type of a pump uh, to charge them. It's like, you know, devices that need to be charged, they have a battery. Well, these cars kind of operate like that. You have to charge them every Elon. so often. Elon Musk? What was that? Like Elon Musk? Well, I mean, you know, the main thing is it's friendly for the environment because you're they're not burning fossil fuel. So there's no carbon well, emissions coming from those. But you, you, Elon Musk, the man, he's um, kind of making all kind of new cars now, a, a man, a, a white man named Elon Musk. Oh, okay, Elon Musk, right. The yeah. industrial design, okay, I see what you're talking about. He's a citizen of South Africa as well, the United States and Canada. 
He has Is it the um, same kind of color. Uh, he, well, I'm not sure if it's he's the one. I mean, he's probably invented some type of car. Maybe it's um a fast moving car. Uh, I'm not sure that he's the. I will have to do some research on that, but I don't think that he's the originator of the hybrid car. Um, he is the founder of, I think it's called SpaceX. Yeah, you have some cars too. The name of, yeah, it's a, it's a high tech. I know he's like high tech, you know, he creates these high tech machines vehicles um tesla, and um, tesla called, called tesla yeah he joined tesla incorporated wait a minute an electric vehicle manufacturer okay so he joined tesla and tesla is an electric vehicle manufacturer so he joined them the girl, in 2004. the girl mm -hmm. is the one who did the the same girls that you were mentioning, she's the one who made the blueprints for that kind of car? Well, she helped, yeah, she helped as far as the computer uh, coding that's used to program that kind of a car or vehicle. She was one oh. that was responsible for that, right? The computer okay. coding, which is the language that's used to program the machine. Okay. Well, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, she was like the the you could call it a front runner in a sense for that for the hybrid vehicles. That's the cars are the best right now. Yeah, and it's and they're friendlier to the environment. You know, there's no carbon emissions, and eventually, what's going to happen is um, there's going to be a tax for people that are riding the the cars that run on fossil fuels, oils, you know, you're going to have to pay a tax, right, you're going to start, they're going to start taxing you because it's not environmentally friendly. So eventually everyone will be driving more than likely the hybrids. That's because what we need. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just artificial intelligence is is um, revolutionizing AI is revolutionizing our way of living in general. So the choices now are changing. Uh, things are are moving faster towards digital, electronic, in terms of machines and the way we do things and how we operate yep. machines and, and what kinds of machines are used for things. Advancement. Yeah, it's tech, it's, it's high tech. We're, we're getting there across the board now. It's becoming more mainstream to have a high tech um, society. So mm -hmm. you're gonna notice a lot more is, you know, computerized and electronic and and that's those are the kinds of machines that'll be used going into the next 
millennium. Justifiably so, we have to, we have to advance as a people. Yes, we must. So very true. Um, I think that we are accepting. I think our children are leading us. That scripture about yeah. a child shall lead them is true. Because if you, I mean, you can give a little child a computer. They don't have to read a manual. I've seen like little three-year-olds um, man manipulating computers and electronics better than your 20, 30, and 40-year-olds. I mean, and they never was taught. They never attended a data processing class. They're only three. <laughs> it's like they come here already wired or something. Their minds, they're already geared for this technology, this advanced technology era that they're in. And I mean, they really are leading the way. If you when, really watch them, they can show you. When I first got on the Facebook platform, and this is why you and I are speaking, you know, it was mm -hmm. a young, my young cousin, my young cousin um, prompted me to, to become a member. Or else I was oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I know that's right. I have nephews and nieces right now. If I have any questions about the computer. I can just give them a call or text them or and they're gonna yeah. give me like the full everything I need to know and more. That's right. Imagine and it's a wonderful can. gift. It's a wonderful gift. Imagine their children how intelligent they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's ooh. Yeah, this is definitely that age. <laughs> where the, the children are leading us. You can hear me good? Frenchy? Yes, yes, I can. Okay. Is that an echo or not? No. Clear reception. Okay, I read Mm. Isn't it amazing? Hmm? Yes, yes. Amazing how things like transpire, how one thing leads to another. It really is. It really is. The universe, we're all connected. And it's like an amazing, it is a network. The stars, no, the constellations, the planets, everything. And light is no, the energy. <clears throat> and what was that? Women. I'm sorry. I was saying that without women, it would not be possible. Oh, yes. That's what we, you know, I wanted to take out time because the whole month actually here is National Women's History Month. And so I want to mm. take time with every show and kind of spotlight some of our sheroes because a lot of people know about the heroes the men who did certain great feats but they don't always know about the women that helped them so that mm -hmm. they could achieve these great feats so basically that's what i try to do 
you know, to uh, for this month. I'm trying to always have a story to share about a shero that maybe some do know something about, or maybe it may be the first time some have heard of her, mm -hmm. but at least I'm granting that spotlight privilege to that shero that should be known and remembered for their great feat achieved. Or some one of those queens that's very pronounced in the history of the world. I can't remember her name. Queen Victoria, mm -hmm. one of them great things. She, she was a very fair leader. I'm not sure if that's her name. It may be. Um, it could be her. I mean, as far as now we're referring to Europe. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Um, there there were a succession of queens. You had Elizabeth the first, Elizabeth the third, Elizabeth the no. second, Queen no. Mary, Queen Anne. Um, you know, there were several. And Margaret, who was the grandmother <clears throat> of Elizabeth, <laughs> the one that's queen now. <laughs> And she does um, acknowledge that her grandmother had African uh, heritage. Mm -hmm. And you could tell from the portrait that's in the palace that she had African heritage. She may have been light skinned, but you could see the, the feature, the Negroid features from the nose, the lips, the hair, you know. So <clears throat> it's just good to know those icons that are women and and so much was hidden for years and whitewashed um even That's about true. you know hawaiian's queen um and and how things were stolen from her because you know she was a, a woman of color and her father <laughs> came from Brazil. Because the rulers in history have been on women, and, and that's, that's supposed to be like that. Women are supposed to rule as far as um their temperament and no, no um evil or or ego. Throughout history, women have been rulers. Even to this day, like you said, Queen Elizabeth, if they have any problem with that, they have a queen that's a woman. They can't tell her nothing. But when you see a male ruler, always a bunch of violence and war. You never hear yeah, England like, went to war yet. Yeah, England it's like here. We've had a patriarchal government-run system here in America for so long. People mm. aren't even aware that at one time there were women that ruled. The indigenous had um, princesses and uh females that were elders and and rulers but you don't hear that because the patriarchal rulings have dominated and there's but, been such a patriarchal system here any real man will acknowledge that a woman is a ruler in your household a woman is the ruler regardless man any real man would have to say that a woman is a natural ruler man and they should give her a place Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. The world would be better. Better place, man. So, women ruling. 
Well, someday here in America, hopefully we will see that. <laughs> um, governing the land, but it's not happened lately. And it's sad. And I mean, there were some comments even made um, towards, I think it was Elizabeth Warren who was running for president and she had mm -hmm. to address Bernie Sanders. She said, I was told that you said a woman shouldn't run this country and she wouldn't mm -hmm. let it go. And he said, well, we'll talk about that somewhere else. And this was right after the debate. And she said, no, we're going to address this now. <laughs> and see, well, you know, that's the thing. And she's old school. I mean, she's from uh, decades. She's got to be well in her at least 70 now, if not in her late 60s. But hmm. some women are not going to take um, chauvinism or discrimination. They're not going to take it. They're not going to tolerate it because they know it's wrong. And it, it's no justification for it. And she came off with that tone and he realized he messed up. <clears throat> right. And he lost a lot of votes and a lot of people now supporting Biden. And um, looks like Biden may be who's running against Trump in November. <clears throat> so nicely everyone in other countries is their women. Yeah. Up to them yeah, the it's, it's, it's crazy what's going on here. It's so much abuse too. If you really do the research and study in America, it's been no it's been um it was a part of the culture. Women were literally treated like shadow in the early 15 1600s ever since after 1492 when a, a colonialist came here from Britain in Europe <clears throat> and they changed so many things. Um, women were never even, really didn't have the right to vote until the 1900s, the early 1900s. <clears throat> That's like modern times com compared to the past. In the past, women were always crazy men. In, in a, they're not giving on women the right harmony, equal harmony that, it, that we should have on the planet. Mm -hmm. A lot of the ladies are vulgar and had a chance to represent themselves in a nice way, but instead they, they, they subject themselves to what the system makes them become and not acknowledge that without doing any chemical stuff, they're so beautiful. You know, they just let it here be natural. You don't have to wear no makeup or none of that stuff. And they look beautiful like that, but still it, it brings upon a, a feeling of, I don't know, low self-worth that, that maybe somebody tells them they have to do it like this, or I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Like a girl that braids her hair or something, it looks so nice, you know, but they choose to go and put all this chemical on the <clears throat> Their color. I'm just being impartial here, and it's not. It's just my opinion. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, and it's okay. <clears throat> we appreciate that on the show's platform because, first of all, you're a man. We're as a woman. We need to listen to what 
men have to say about what we're doing to to ourselves and take note of that i mean it was respectfully communicated nothing was wrong with anything that you said okay thank you uh-huh yeah um thank you I know what we, we like, man. I'm around a bunch of guys every day, so mm-hmm. relay this message. Especially a foul attitude and, and void of um how do you say real confidence. Nah, we don't right. like that. We don't like that at all. Yeah, we need to hear that. Women need to hear that. Once you're confident, you're going to be sexy. Mm-hmm. And thank you. I mean, as a woman, we need to, we need to hear that. And, and it's good to hear that. Because a lot of times we're thinking, oh, if we just do this, you know, we'll look sexy. Or if we do that, you know, we'll mm-hmm. look more attractive. And you're saying, well, it's not that. It's the natural. A lot of us yeah. have come over from it. There's a lot of ladies who are a little fat. Naturally, um, let me see what the, the, the term is. It's just the natural way, but that's what men like. Men, uh-huh. men, like, men like thick women. Regardless, um, some women think it's opposite, but it's not true. Men like a thick woman, and if, the, the one that's not unhealthily, that they're born that way. That's just reality again. Yeah. And thank you because, I mean, we have a lot of full, we call them in the States, full-bodied women. Um, Now, the modeling industry has a line of clothing on the runway now that, and, and they've made it incorporated it into the modeling shows for full-bodied models. You know, the yeah. big women, big women. So um, what you're saying, it needs to be said because we were conditioned by most of us as little girls having like the Barbie dolls, you know, and Barbie was so skinny and erectic like. <laughs> and that was how we thought beauty was supposed to look. And if we didn't look like her, then you know, the steam was out the window. So unfortunately, Mm -hmm. a lot of women didn't see themselves as beautiful because they were thick, like you were saying, or full body. So it's it's good to hear a man see that. Mm -hmm. They got more men than the skinny girls. And you you want to see the kind of glow, man. I got a friend, she's she's big, you know, but she's one of the most beautiful girls, man. Um, kind of young, you know, but she's full of confidence, and that's what makes her so nice. Right. And that's what, what I mean. All right. I mean, you know, that's it. We, we need to be confident. And when you feel good about the way you look and you're comfortable in the skin you're in, I think that confidence comes across as attractive. Yes, it does. 
and yeah and to hear a man say it does that's that's a it's a good thing for a woman to hear that so you know we thank you (laughs) we appreciate you yeah you hear that terminology yes the girl with a messed up shirt and her hair looks 10 times prettier than a girl who has on all those fancy stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. So for, for the ladies out there listening, Skyski just wants you to know you're beautiful when you're natural and you're being authentic. You don't have to put mm-hmm. on makeup to be pretty. You don't have to put on your best dress to look good. Just smile, be confident in the skin that you're in and and be bold with your natural beauty. And that's what's attractive to a man. Well, thank you, Skycy. So us women, we gonna remember that. It's repulsive to a man. It means it's like, it's not comfortable to address. Mm-hmm. to deal with a nice comfortable girl for herself a woman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well we appreciate that and thank you because this is national women's history month and we need to hear tips as women on how to be more bold with our natural beauty and and how that comes across to a man and that that's what's attractive to a man. When, when you're bold with your natural beauty, you're not putting on stuff to try to be beautiful. You know that you are and you come across with that confidence that says I'm beautiful and I love me. And that's a beautiful thing for a man to see that. So we're gonna, we're gonna do this right. We wanna go forward in the year being beautiful and, and bold in the, in the way that we were designed to be, the natural way, and embracing mm. that, you know, embracing our authenticity and not selling ourselves out in terms of trying to be something we're not. So women, melaninated women, if you're thick, if you're curvy, that's another word used a lot these days, curvy, if you're uh, full-bodied, big bones, mm-hmm. embrace your beauty. You know, right. men like that. They want something to hold on to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't want. They don't want a bone. They want some meat on their bone. <laughs> so be mm-hmm. proud. We need to be proud of the curves that we have, and and. Love it. Love you. Love being who you are and walk your walk, stretch your stretch. Put on that. If it's a pair of jeans, put on them nice jeans and that nice shirt. Look your best when you step out of your front door because you never know who you're going to meet. You never know. You You just never know. I had a friend. She met a celebrity. She was just going to the store. And she ended up meeting, I think it was Will Smith. Um, mm-hmm. She was going down 
decided she wanted to go in this bookstore and he happened to be there signing books. She didn't even know he was going to be there. And he took a picture with her, talked to her and everything. So you never know who you're going to meet in your travels and what situation may happen for you in a given day. But you want to look your best. And a smile is so beautiful. Sometimes just smiling gets you on that front cover of the paper or on the news, gets you in the spotlight and camera, camera's eyes. So, you know, just look your best, be confident, do you, love the skin that you're in. And if you are melaninated, know that you're blessed. Know that your melaninated skin is beautiful and it's more than just beautiful. It is a gift and it's precious and cherish it cherish it love the skin that you're in so with that being said join us on next tuesday we will have another very enriching forum on the 24th that is don't miss out we're gonna have us a artist that'll be in the spotlight and i'll be sending an event page out no later than Friday of this week, between Thursday and Friday, that will invite you to come. We come live on the air every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TalkShoe.com. That is the internet server. It is a community call-based broadcast. So we are being rated and reviewed according to the calls that come in as well as the chatters in the chat room. So we do welcome you to both. Our show's call-in number is area code 867-292-3066. I repeat, 867-292-3066. And our show's ID number is 133-193. I repeat, 133-193. And when you call in, when you're asked for a PIN number, you will simply press one and then the pound key. Join us, www.talkshoe.com. Click on the Browse tab and then type in our show's ID number 133193. After which you will navigate to the homepage of the Exceptional Scribble Show. And we welcome you to listen in to some of our past recorded episodes. You will learn a lot. We really prize on doing a lot of study and research before we come on the air live each Tuesday. And we're always going to come with some very good resource information. So come with your pen and your pencil or your electronic notebook or your iPad. Come ready and prepared to save, to write down things, to document, to store information on your hard drive, and also call in. Again, that number is 867-292-3066, 867-292-3066. Call in with your questions, comments, and or remarks. And don't forget the show's ID number. That's very important when you're asked for it when you call in. It's a six-digit number. That number is 133-193. I repeat, 133-193. And don't forget you're entering 
The call is a guest. You're entering the call as a guest. So when you're entering the call as a guest, you're going to press one and then the pound key. I want to thank everyone for calling in tonight. We are now ending the broadcast on this terrific Tuesday, March 17th. I want to thank Skysky Rio, who is always a guest and a special guest on the panel of the Exceptional Scribble Show. And he is very knowledgeable, always informing us and updating us of things that we should know. And if we know something, he always enlightens us further so that we can know even more. And those are the people we want to give special tribute to and acknowledge on this platform because he is one of those persons that this show was definitely designed to afford to have as a contributing, yes, a contributing expert on the panel. He does specialize in the knowledge and awareness of the universal sciences, spirituality, and health and fitness. These are the people that we need calling in. So I want to thank everyone <clears throat> who was invited by Skyski, who tuned in tonight. We're sending out much love to the U.S. Virgin Islands and the island of St. Croix and Jamaica and Trinidad. We want all of our family and friends who are from the Caribbean, as well as Africa, as well as East Asia, India, as well as England, Canada, wherever you are, East Coast, West Coast, North and South, we love you. This show appreciates your support and we look forward to coming back again on next Tuesday, the 24th. Don't forget, next Tuesday on the 24th is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Coming to you live via the www.talkshoe.com internet radio server. Join us next Tuesday. Peace and blessings to all. Good health to everyone. And don't forget, the coronavirus cannot destroy us. It came to pass. It has a death date. So let's live and survive this. We can and we will. Let's be wise. Remember, sanitation is key to preventing spreading of viruses and bacteria and germs. So sanitize your hands, use the sanitizer, but please don't forget, you have to first wash your hands thoroughly with soap and water. And I do want to encourage everyone to scrub for the 20 seconds, do the 20 or 30 seconds. You can sing the birthday song stanza or the song Staying Alive. But get it done because you're going to make contact with a lot of surfaces. Not all surfaces are clean. And you also want to make sure that whatever surface you are in contact with, that you sanitize that surface using an antibacterial wipe. And yes, scrubbing thoroughly. And Clorox wipes, Clorox is known to kill viruses. Let's do this. We're going to make it, everyone. Coronavirus will not destroy us. It came, but it has a death date. It too shall pass.
Peace and blessings, good health to all. Stay positive. Remember to do your positive affirmations one in the morning, one in the afternoon, and one in the evening. And I can't tell you what's best. You know it from within. Be divinely inspired as to what your positive affirmation will be on each new day. Peace and blessings. Good night to all. And good morning to others. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.